Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Graham Building of the North Carolina State Fair and the WPTF Weekend Gardener live from the Man Expo built by NC Shed Builders. Uh, we're live out here today, I think. Let's see. Yep, yep, we are. So come see the absolutely gorgeous sheds. Meet Alan Reinish and his team, and you can learn more about uh, NC Shed Builders uh, by going to ncshedbuilders.com. It's the Weekend Gardener live from the Man Expo, built by North Carolina Shed Builders, NC Shed Builders. And, uh, boy, there's a lot of stuff out there. Plenty of cars and beer. Uh, does anybody see anything else? Two things that you should never combine, really. I see chocolates, <laughs> sweet, lovable chocolates. Chocolates, huh? Right over there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's great. That's boy, there's some great cars. We haven't even looked to see what kind kind they are, but <laughs> yeah, I see a big truck over there. That thing is jacked up, isn't it? So come on out today. We're at the Graham Building. Great. Jim Graham would be proud of this show, the Man Show, right? Man he, Expo. He's a he was a heck of a man. <laughs> he was a man and a pretty uh, good, pretty good size one too. Yeah, uh, he was a fourteen size foot. <laughs> yep, yep. He sure, I'm sure he kicked many people with oh, he, those in his career. When he would do that donkey braid. Get out of the way. One time he had uh, Jimmy Carter down here for an event, and Graham did his donkey brain and started kicking and just almost kicked the president's chair out from under him. <laughs> well, we're, uh, we're here. We've got uh, lots of things you can register for this morning. Wild Birds Unlimited Feeder, High Park gift card for $100, mm, a lot of food. Mm. Triangle Shooting Academy, a private lesson for you. Butcher's Market $50 gift certificate. Garcia Motto, $50 gift certificate for merchandise. Deep River Sporting Clays, uh, a tryout package. And uh, Brian Kilmeade autograph book. So you can come by and register for all of those great things. And uh, we've got WPTF Weekend Gardener magazines here. And our booth, as you come in on the north side, I guess that's the north side of the building. And that's where most people, that's the main entrance of the place. You would turn to the left. And then make another left, and we can stand up during the show and wave constantly, and and then you'd find us very easily, because so, we can we can sort of see the entrance from uh, where we are here. But uh, easy to find. You can make your way around. Lots of things to see. And uh, Gerald Adams is with us, brother Rufus. Miss Ann is at the beach. So how you y'all doing? I'm 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 all here in in personality. We had a hired hand one time. He said, I'm here in personality. I said, well, good, good, Dylan. Good, good, good to see you in personality. Are you here in personality, Gerald? Well, I'm, I'm a little happy we finally got some rain. It's uh, been pretty, oh, wow. pretty dry, right. so that was a welcome relief. Did you get much out at night, Dale? Uh, pro I got about an inch and seven-tenths, yeah, I think, we, out I, of the combination of days in a row. There were some areas down east around Goldsboro and other places that got, you know, four or five inches. Didn't want that much. <laughs> no, I didn't either. That's, uh, you're talking hurricane stuff there. But we were we were glad to get uh, close to a couple of inches around our area. So. Yeah, it had gotten pretty dry. So. Yeah, and, you know, it doesn't – we 
you don't notice it as much with the lakes and so forth, but the topsoil, the top six inches are what we're worried about as gardeners, and that's that's what our plants are worried about. So we have to have to make sure that they get watered, and you have to water properly uh, for the lawn. I know the lawns, I, I've looked around, the lawns are looking, starting to look a little uh, rough. Uh, even, even some of the warm season grasses are looking kind of dry, but we need to get, they need, <coughs> still need an inch of water a week, don't they? Uh, fescue certainly needs yeah. that much. You, you might could get by with a little less than that with Bermuda, but it kind of ties into the temperature. If we're having that 90-plus degree weather, yeah. then that just sucks all the moisture you know, right out of the ground, so you probably do need that much with Bermuda when it's really, really hot and sunny. Then we have to worry about brown patch because that mm-hmm. you know, it gets humid and we give it yard too much nitrogen and all kinds of little factors in there. Yeah, well, we're we're a little unfortunate that in our part of the world, if you've got shade, you're pretty much forced to have to use uh, tall fescue, and tall fescue just don't like our heat and humidity. So that's kind of the perfect environment for brown patch to get going. And the best way to treat brown patch is not get it in the first place. Yeah. You know, you got to be preventatively and doing. It's really hard to do. Right? Yeah, it is. It is. It's. Uh, can be kind of costly, and it's just something you kind of have to do continually for at least uh, June, July, and August. Right. I, I got a solution. <laughs> clover. I was a, lot, a lot of good white clover. <laughs> I was going to ask you how your clover is doing. I got a great doing. crop of white clover. And that, that's not yard. as affected by the drought? No, I, I've never seen a brown patch yet in, in my clover. <laughs> <laughs> Nor I, I think it's rather uh, drought tolerant, too. Now, people don't want the, uh, the red clover, do they? That's too tall. Too tall. That's that's to put Hereford cattle in where it comes up to their belly. <laughs> and you look out through there and say, wow, isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Okay. Well, of course, I learned something from a, a caller the other day, Gerald. Uh, I was talking about red clover, and, and she said, that is poison to, to equine, to horses. Right. I had no idea of that. I knew there was some problem with it, and I couldn't remember what it was, so it's uh, the horses don't like it. It goes to show you what you can learn on this program. By the way, I was well, I'm surprised Linda didn't know that. Well, she, she's a horse lover. Yeah, I was at a swearing-in of the new loot, of the new colonel of the Highway Patrol, and had four or five people mention the show and said, "Keep up the variety show." <laughs> I said, "Well, what do you mean by that?" She said, <laughs> "What is that?" She said, "Most most gardening shows are absolutely boring." I didn't I didn't know there were other gardening shows. I haven't I heard any. No, I don't you, know have what. Y'all they're... heard any? I haven't heard any around. I don't oh, know what one, There's one up in Roxboro that on Fridays, a good Maybe one. they're talking about some kind of national Rob thing. Rob Ford does that. But, you know, other than that, there's nothing around. Well, they, they sure liked it. I had well, to. I appreciate that. The DA in Cumberland County said, I listen on Saturday mornings. And good. We need all the legal help we can get we, up here. We need to know the DAs. We, that's why we have a lawyer on the staff. <laughs> on the panel. All right, 860-9783, 919-860-9783. Or you can, uh, well, I guess you can't, well, the door's open. <laughs> I guess you could come out here, but there's, there's nobody manning the place, so you probably ought to wait until a little later on to uh, come out today, but we'd love to see you. Craig LaHoulier is going to be on with us from 10 until 11, so we, uh, that was all he could spare today. So we, we, I, I wanted to have our um, at least annual Maybe we can get him on again, have uh, Gerald, our, our two tomato gurus, on. How are your tomatoes 
faring? Started to pick up a few little disease issues uh, this past week, which typically, if you get some wet weather and no sun, that can speed up some issues. But other than that, looking pretty good. I picked a few ripe cherries this past week, but nothing serious enough to get the bread out for yet. But uh, won't be too much longer. About a couple of a couple, two to three weeks. You know, I the best bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich I've had is on hard French bread. Well, not hard, but, you know, kind of chewy French bread. No, not even crusty, just chewy. Hmm. Now, that wouldn't go over well in my mama's home. I'm telling you, man, <laughs> she, she it, wants it just... Light bread. They call it light bread. That's right. You sure it wasn't an Italian loaf? Because that usually is more chewy than a French. I, I don't know what... I, I need to ask them, but, but this is uh, Sola and Knight's Kitchen in Raleigh have uh, the two best bacon, lettuce, tomato sandwiches to me in town. Well, I'm not going to criticize you, Mike, because I haven't tasted <laughs> you yet. You won't loaf bread. But I will, I'm willing to try one yeah. to invince my. Give me some sunbeam light bread. Yeah, but this, this has texture. I like texture in my bread. Otherwise, I, you, it's yeah. like eating air. I have and been known to, to, to toast bread. Now, I, I know that's a, a no-no too, Jerry. You're taking too long I, to eat it if it's getting soggy. I don't think I want to get it, get it toasted. I think as long as it's fresh, that's where the good start is. Once you get to a day-old bread or two days old, then it can ruin a sandwich, no matter how good the meat is or anything else. Uh, 919, that's Josh, Zach, our engineer. 919, uh, we've got Jason back at the station. 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. Rufus brought in some. Why did you have those? The, the fruit from the prunus mume, the well, I, I wanted to ask, apricots. I wanted to ask Gerald if they were safe to eat. and uh, I thought they uh, had cyanide in them or something. I'll uh, tell you what. They, I have hundreds under the tree. Yeah. And, I, and I, it, it had never bloomed. It never produced fruit before, and I was a, a shocked and bewildered. Well, it's That's under why stress I brought them then. In. Uh, well, does that mean it's under stress? No, they, they take some age before they'll start fruiting, oh, okay. and it's kind of twitchy. I, I even see some mature ones. We used to have some close to the facility management building, and one year they'd just be a bumper crop, and the next year there wouldn't be hardly any, and then it was kind of no rhyme to reason. But there's not much meat there. You, you, It's mostly a pit. <laughs> That's about it. Kind of sour, isn't it? Yeah, it's not. It's well, not kind uh, of, I don't know, makes you pucker. Uh, you you might could ferment it and do some good with it, but other than that, I don't know. Apricot, apricot brandy. I think I'd get a different different uh, fruit though for that. I mean, different apricot for that, not one that off of Prunus Mume, Rufus. If you're thinking about apricot brandy, well, I'm I'm thinking about the yellow jackets that might come under there if I don't. That's right. If I don't rake them up, yeah. of course that, that may bring disease too, like a peach tree. Mm-hmm. If you leave the peaches under there, you're going to get a rot. No matter know. what. But they can be unsightly. And unsightly, and, and the, I'd worry more about the yellow jackets than anything. You could, you could plant some. I guess uh, you'd, you'd, have to, you'd have to get the skin off of them, and you could plant the pit, can't, couldn't you? Doesn't it have a pit? Yeah, yeah. You could do that and get you another prunus mume. I've got one that lives. I'm going to take a chance on it. It's I know. I've lost two yeah. over the years. I don't know what I did wrong. I think... 
I think it must they must not have had enough sun or something. It, it's it's one of those trees that gets a, a number of root rot issues. Uh, not as bad as winter daphne, but it, it's got to be in well draining soil, and it's just not usually a long lived tree. Lots of times yeah. you get fifteen years out of it, and that's too bad. You're beautiful when they bloom. Yeah, it really is, and it it, it, is, it doesn't have fall color basically, but. The, uh, the trunk's kind of, the, the bark is kind of interesting, too, but it's mainly the, the bloom. And er, I, the early, light, early bloomer, too. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, January sometimes. Mm-hmm. So we, we're lucky to have those because that's another fragrance in the winter that we get. And some of them, uh, some varieties more than others. The last one I had had dark uh, fruit, uh, dark uh, colored flowers on it. And uh, that was really pretty. It had nice fragrance, too. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. You're listening to the Weekend Gardener live for the Man Expo, built by NC Shed Builders. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up from the Graham Building at the State Fairgrounds. It's 820. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. You dog all right. It's a tradition. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. And uh, you're listening to the Weekend Gardener, live from the Man Expo, built by NC Shed Builders. And uh, we'll be talking more with... Um, We'll be talking with Alan Reinish um, from NC Shed Builders. Boy, they make some fancy sheds, and, and they're, they're made to order. So uh, really interesting. I know the Garden Hut uh, has, has had one built, and they gave it away. Uh, they had one at um, Big Bloomers that was really neat that was built to their specifications, and I think uh, I think that was given away. They I think they built a couple of them out there. But they're really, really interesting stuff. You know, the uh, I was been watching the chipmunks and the squirrels and Lord knows what else out in the yard. It's uh, it's amazing really how much wildlife we have here in the Triangle and the damage that can uh, they can do is equally amazing. And that that's why so many folks in our area depend on I must garden repellents to control animal damage. And if you have deer or rabbits eating your plants, squirrels digging in your flower pots, moles and voles tunneling through your lawn. I Must Garden has a solution for you. I Must Garden will protect your beautiful garden with natural repellents that are pleasantly scented, effective, and long-lasting. Every I Must Garden repellent has been individually formulated to provide safe and effective protection. I Must Garden blends natural ingredients with botanical oils to give you the most effective repellents on the market that are easy to use. They don't have to be reapplied after every rain we get, uh, which has been limited so far. The repellents are available in a variety of sizes from ready-to-spray, ready-to-use spray spray bottles, uh, cost-saving concentrates, easy-to-use shaker jars. There's really no wonder Imos Garden has become the favorite repellent for so many gardeners. You'll find Imos Garden at locally-owned independent garden centers and hardware stores. Southern States in Carborough and Logan Trading Company in Raleigh. Protect your garden today with natural pest protection from I Must Garden. And it's a wonderful repellent. 
and Miss Maryland's uh, so inventive and a uh, great person to deal with. Earth-friendly, people and pet-friendly, made right here in the Triangle area. 919-860-9783. So uh, back, back to uh, the tomatoes. Uh, Rufus, uh, what have you concocted uh, tomato-wise? I have concocted two Gerald's Lightnings. All right. That puts you, puts you on the spot, Gerald. Yeah, and, and they, they brilliant have, choice on his part. They have not shown any sign of any disease yet. Uh, I, I will be watching over the weekend. Grown about a foot since you gave it to me, or well, got one earlier on it, and then one just been in the ground a couple in a pot. I'm totally pots now, two pots. Uh, think I think uh, that the. Cherokee purple is a little large for pots unless you've got a, a huge pot. 25-gallon. Okay, that, that, that is, that's what I was looking for, 25-gallon. The, those, they, just, they just grow too big for a smaller pot. Yeah. But, I'm, but I'm good on my Gerald's Lightning and look forward to some tomatoes in, in July. I get hungry just thinking about it, but we're a lot closer. There oh, are no. so many varieties, I'm just astounded. But, you know, a lot of people are growing the smaller tomatoes, like the sun goals. They seem to be easier to grow. It, it surprised me when I started selling plants last year, the demand for, uh, I just call them all cherry tomatoes or salad tomatoes. If you can't make a sandwich out of it, then I put it in that category. But I was really surprised uh, the demand, and, and a little bit of it is twofold, Mike. One of the reasons that people do grow a lot of cherries they have more success. And I would have people come up to me and say, well, I just want some cherry tomatoes because they're more disease-free. That's not necessarily the case, but they mature so much quicker. Mm -hmm. Like sun gold from a normal transplant, 55 to 60 days, you got ripe fruit where German Johnson and other beefsteak tomatoes can take up to 90 days from transplant. So that's another month of dodging potential tomato diseases before you get the first fruit. So I think year in and year out, people plant tomatoes, and they always have results with the cherry ones. And some years, if it's a bad disease year, not so good a re results with the large slicers. And after a time, they just give up and say, well, I'm just going to go to the cherry ones because I know I'm going to have good results with that. I, I have at times been so desperate for a tomato sandwich. I ran out of sandwich-sized tomatoes, and I have sliced up cherry tomatoes. That's tedious. Which, which, is, which is tedious. <laughs> And takes the precision, uh, the precision of a surgeon. That's right. More of the weekend gardener coming up. We're uh, live at the Graham Building for the Man Expo, built by NC Shed Builders here on WPTF. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back on WPTF with the Weekend Gardener. We're at uh, the Man Expo at the Graham Building in uh, Raleigh at the State Fairgrounds, built by NC Shed Builders. Well, the Graham Building wasn't, but the Shed Builders <laughs> could probably, probably do that, too. They could make a facsimile of it and uh, some really gorgeous sheds. Go online to... Uh, ncshedbuilders.com and you can see all about it. We've got uh, lots of things you can register for here at our uh, booth. Uh, there is a grill 
I don't know how much this grill costs, but it, it uh, Weber. A lot. A Weber <laughs> is, uh, now they got the Wilmington grills too, but they're giving away a Weber grill. And uh, if you want to buy a grill that will last you forever, I mean, any of the Weber grills will do that. They are, are made so well in there. There are so many replacement parts available. You, I mean, you have no trouble finding those, but you can come by and register for a Weber Genesis 2 here at our booth. How about that from Burke Brothers, uh, one of the oldest uh, hardware stores around, um, right right uh, just down the street from us on Hillspur Street. So uh, come by and do that. we got uh, Wild, Un- Wild Birds Unlimited, Bird Feeder, and High Park gift card, $100, great restaurant in Raleigh off Whitaker Mill Road. Triangle Shooting Academy, private lesson, Butcher's Market, $50 gift certificate. Uh, Garcia Moto, $50 certificate for merchandise. Uh, Let's see, Deep River Sporting Clays Triumph Package. Brian Kilmeade Autograph Book. And uh, we got Weekend Garden Magazines and uh, free advice if you want to come by the booth. We'd love to to see you, 919-860-9783. Richard is in Raleigh. Richard, good morning. Good morning. Uh, well, the three items I was going to go over Hello, are uh, tomato choice, bread choice, and mayo okay. choice. I can't hear Richard. That's uh, not a good per- sign. Uh, uh, Need to uh, check that out. Put him back on hold, and um, uh, Jason, check that out. See why we're not hearing the caller. 919-860-9783. Hold your base, Richard, as my daddy used to say. Uh, just just sit tight and we'll get to you as soon as we can. 919-860-9783 is the, the number to call. And there are, let's see, the, the gardenias are blooming like crazy. You have lots of gardenias in your yard, Rufus? I have one that I have four different times of the year. And the the old fashioned one has just now peaked out, and it the, the yard is like a perfumery per perfumery, and I love it. Huh. Four times a year, which variety is that? Well, I mean, starts. Oh, okay. So you got different different varieties <laughs> that bloom at different okay. times. Well, you do have a Prince Prince Charles right. that blooms a couple of times a year. Right. Throughout the summer, it, it'll bloom yeah. in more heat than any gardenia I've ever seen. And that was developed by a guy in Sonner City. Who just retired and sold his nursery. That's what Nelson told us. Doggone it. I didn't even get a chance to go over there. We should have made. We should have had a road trip, Rufus. We could yeah, stop we by should, the farm yeah. and then go on to Sonner City. Yeah. But I do think Philip is still going to do some continued gardenia research and breeding like he's been wow, doing. Wow, he's, he's sharp. Yeah. How about that? Doggone Crown it. Jewel. So you say a, he sold the nursery. Did he sell it uh, as a nursery or just uh, uh, the that, property? That I do not know. Yeah. I got the impression from the first post I saw on Facebook that maybe he had, had just sold the property. Oh, okay. Well, I wish him well in his retirement and his research because he's done what? There's another variety. There's Prince Charles and there's another variety that he. Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel. Which is a lower growing <laughs> one. Uh, and both Prince of them. Charles isn't very big, is it? Uh, Prince Charles gets a little bigger. Okay. I, I, he seemed to think that if you left it unabated, it might get four to five foot tall, where the crown jewels kind of in that two and a half foot, maybe three foot. Uh, but both of them, Chuck Hayes is a parent with that great big bloom. 
Crown Jewel. Okay, I don't I don't have one of those, I don't think. No, I don't have one of those. What time of year does it bloom? Uh, it will bloom uh, probably a smidgen earlier, uh, but but it's an, uh, a little more of a late spring and fall bloomer. The Prince Charles is the one that can that puts out the blooms right on through the summer, which is pretty remarkable because every other gardenia I've ever seen, the buds would abate when you got that 90-degree heat. Yeah. But they don't have to have full sun to No, to no, no. In fact, and, and lots of times they're – they're happier if they're not in that super hot, you know, one to four o'clock afternoon yeah. sun. I have some radicans that are that I've had for a regular while that kind of drape over a mm-hmm. wall and back where our patio is, and that uh, they're just starting to bloom. Yeah. So they're yep. the cold, cold hardy, and Prince Charles is fairly cold hardy. Too, yes, I don't think there's been issues with it thus far. Of course, it's not been out all that long, but uh, I've, I've not heard tell of any issues with that. There's a variety that uh, there's a man's name connected to it that uh, has double blooms that's really pretty variety of gardenia. Doggone it. Chuck Hayes. Yeah, the Chuck Hayes. That's, uh, that's the old-fashioned one with historically uh, it's a huge double bloom. And because of the size bloom, so many of the last 20-year introductions, it's usually somewhere in the pipeline trying to get that size bloom. Didn't he make tennis shoes, too? I don't Chuck, know. I think that's a different one. That wasn't wrong Chuck. Okay. Well, there was a Chuck that was with Greensboro Mills, and and he married a playgirl, I can tell you that. All right. I don't think it was that Chuck. More power I, to you. Yeah. That's why we're at the Man Show, Man Expo. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, right, yeah. uh, I think we fixed the phones here. Uh, Jason Jason says, our, our producer says they're fixed. So, Richard, thank you for waiting. We'll try her again. Uh, play it again, Sam. There you go. All right, buddy. How can, how can we help you today? All right. Or are well, you going to uh, help us? Uh, I was going to go over tomato choices, bread choices, and uh, mayo choices. Oh. There's not oh. but one mayo choice, so uh, that's yeah, easy. That, that really does get into controversy. <laughs> Richard. Well, got to stir stuff up, but the uh, now my, I get my recommendations from uh, Craig Lahulier, uh, uh, Gerald, and the audience and the the, uh, the weekend gardener staff. There you go. Uh, they all corroborate each other, and if you look at uh, Craig's book, Epic Tomatoes, being the good chemist that he is, uh, he separates everything according to spectrum. And I go straight for the intense flavors, and everything falls into into place. And tomatoes are doing great this year, and straw bales, uh, thanks to the quality stock I get from uh, Gerald. And uh, I always grow the sun golds now because, well, Craig says he always grows them. <laughs> yeah, but what about the sandwich and the sun gold? Well, now, now. It was interesting, a few weeks ago I was watching uh, Lydia Bastianich's cooking show, and believe it or not, with all the great Italian breads that she makes, she says there is a role for white bread. And uh, she actually uses uh, white bread. I mean, this professional chef uses uh, white bread for a number of applications. So I rest my case. <laughs> it's probably real thick. Real thick. Her hers is yeah. She, I don't know. I I I like uh, I like the the white bread, but I I've become Melissa has made me a little more eclectic when it comes mm-hmm. to, to breads. Pumpernickel, 
Now, I've had a BLT on pumpernickel, and she, that was good. She's been trying to purge the Nash County out of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, sourdough, Richard, will work, too. Sourdough oh, yeah. white bread. Oh, yeah. So, in, in fact, uh, there's a, a really great website called the Center for Bread Flavor where they go all over the world and collect uh, sourdough cultures. And it turns out the uh, uh, place where the culture was taken from and actual uh, flora from the baker's skin are in the culture and taste different, but they uh, take them back to Belgium, they refrigerate them, and can design the sourdough bread for you. Wow. Well, they got good sourdough bread out of the farmer's market. Uh, oh, market yeah. Shops, uh, market oh, another bakery. good thing about farmer's market, too, there's a, a, a much-neglected uh, seasoning, uh, dill seed, and you can get that in the... Uh, uh, shed that's uh, oh yeah yeah they well, they have all the herbs do you put dill on your in, in on soup. your uh, BLT uh, no and uh, in, in a lot of different soups but you can uh, just grind it for a lot of other applications uh, mama didn't yeah. fix it like that no. Gerald don't fix it like that mama used dill in her pickles right <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh, and uh, the uh, other item, uh, the mayo choice. Now, now, the mayo recipes have changed a little bit over the years uh, due a large part to the elimination of the hydrogenated uh, oils in them. And, uh, for instance, Miracle Whip used to actually have a little bit of lemon in it, but you can have uh, other chemicals that resemble lemons. Uh, I don't see that in the ingredients anymore. Well, that was that was Rufus's uh, choice. Well, when I grew up, my mama had Miracle Whip. And I never knew until I got off down to Carolina uh, uh, how good you know what is. Well, it, it's a it's a good idea that you didn't mention Miracle Whip and BLTs when you were running for governor. That would have gotten you in trouble. That would have been, been worse than barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> now, a, a, a really uh, nice bunch of uh, mayos that you can get uh, at some of the Latino stores and some of the supermarkets are uh, or uh, McCormick and Goya, where they put some lime in there. Uh-huh. That, that's really good, too. Well, come on, Richard. Give us your favorite. Dukes, Dukes, Dukes. Oh, you were talking to Richard. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, the, yeah. for a, a base sauce, uh, I, I like the Hellman's that you can build on. Oh, Lord, yay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's Yankee mayonnaise, isn't it? Uh, no, no offense. Uh, well, no offense. Yeah, it, <laughs> sorry, it, Yankee it, listener. <laughs> and, uh, well, uh, I like the... Uh, mayo with the uh, lime in it, but uh, on the other hand, when it comes to the tomato, I like the purest approach. Uh, there was uh, a chef in California, I think it was, her name was Alice Waters, and uh, when she, she one time served a peach that was, had nothing on it at all because you couldn't improve on it, and that's kind of the way I like my tomatoes. Uh, if you're going to be a purist, Maybe a little salt and pepper. Uh, everything else dilutes it. I don't know. That uh, Duke's mayonnaise <laughs> works pretty well. And besides, I like my lime. When, in it's worked for 62 years. I'm too old to try something new. <laughs> it's worked for 62 beers. There you go. Well, Richard, I, I appreciate you uh, kind of laying it out there so we could discuss our preferences. Well, uh, that's the beauty of the American marketplace. We have choices and preferences. Thank goodness for that. And, uh, well, 
also uh thanks for the uh sponsors and uh yeah for uh, uh, already giving us basil that have been able to harvest and uh just can't thank y'all enough now, now do not call y sam or e fud rabbit removal services okay it doesn't I'll, work i'll remember i'll write that down <laughs> have a wonderful weekend Richard. all right y'all have a great one take it easy buddy oh uh, 919 hates you never know what you're gonna get out of richard he he uh he's our intellectual caller usually he he always says something different so uh yeah we can just carry this this uh blt thing out all day <clears throat> as we talk about tomatoes do you have a copy of uh craig lahulier's book yeah okay yeah i want to make sure i get you one you got one rufus haven't you yes you okay. gave me one all right 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. We are, well, you are, well, we are too, listening to the Weekend Gardener, live from the Man Expo, built by NC Shed Builders. More coming up. It's 849. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. And as you can tell, we've been trying to run it into the ground all morning. <laughs> we haven't succeeded yet, so we're still going. Uh, the police haven't come in here and, and gotten us yet. So we did see a police dog, one of those Belgian whatever they are, the beautiful dogs. Uh, 919-860-9783. We are at the Man Expo, uh, live here at the Graham Building, brought to you by NC Shed Builders. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. I want to get back to the to the uh, lawn, because uh, fescue is a lot of trouble, and I have I have reduced my landscape tremendously i don't know that it looks any better but it's easier to use now i've got a lot more trees and shrubs mainly shrubs there um, but fescue is just not happy here no the heat and humidity makes it difficult it really tries to go dormant and then our humidity makes it so much easier for brown patch to get established so you are uh, almost impossible if you don't have irrigation so there's the expense of that uh, then the fungicides can be expensive, putting them out preventatively, June, July, August, and then quite frequently or you, almost every year you have to reseed some areas, so it's just a never-ending battle. Yeah, I mean, quite often you have to reseed in the fall and spring because yeah. we have such a, a, a harsh summer here that it wreaks havoc on, especially on fescue. And then in the winter, it's... Even if we don't have a, a bad winter, it still gets damaged some. You can can have issues, especially if we have a really wet winter, uh, more so. Well, uh, there are alternatives, but you have to have a lot more sunlight than I have in my landscape. And a lot of people who really like gardening and like shrubs and trees are not going to have as much lawn unless they they have some fescue. And I know that bluegrass helps a little bit but and i guess the the red the red fescue supposedly is a little more tolerant 
of the shade and so forth and so on. But it's a much then you got to deal with the roots. That's that's right of trees. Uh, I, I think I heard y'all mention it last week, Mike. Uh, you know the Raleigh St. Augustine grass is the only warm season grass I know of that will do good and uh, heavy, pretty heavy shade with yeah. just a little bit of filtered light. There are some zoysias that are kind of okay in some 50-50 kind of scenarios with sunlight, uh, but that's the only warm season I know of. And it's funny, they used to be at Cameron Village that used to be planted all beside the sidewalks. I think that's where I first saw it at. I don't think it is anymore now. What time? Uh, the Raleigh St. Augustine oh, really? grass. I don't know that it is anymore, but it's back kind of a different you know, look. 25, 30 years ago, it is a, it's a wider blade grass, and some people don't find it quite as appealing to, to look at. But it's just there. Uh, unfortunately, the warm season grasses do great, but you got to have that sun. Uh, you just can't do them if you got a lot of shade. Yeah, one of Melissa's cousins down at Topsail had uh, tried St. Augustine, and it – it's supposed to work pretty well with salt air and all that stuff, but it didn't didn't seem to work very well. I don't I don't know what he has now. He's tried different things. Certainly Bermuda is fairly fairly hardy, but you still you said the fifty fifty. You were talking about light, right? Right. So are you talking about four hours? No, I think if you, if you to have Bermuda, I I think you've got to have eight hours yeah. probably. But or, I mean, uh, there's some zoysias you might zoysias, you might yeah, can get, but I, I know. Some of the golf course people now, some of the tee box areas, which tend to be stuck back kind of in some woods, mm-hmm. have are, are starting to use some of the some of the zoysia varieties around those, and those are places that are probably getting four or five hours of sun. Boy, now people are going to be wanting to know what those varieties are. Well, we might can find out. All right. Well, make it, make some calls <laughs> during the break, and we'll we'll find out what. Heck, I may like to. I've thought about it. Now I've got. I've got uh, a couple of plots, but the problem I have, at least in, in one side of the yard, are trees. I've got a crepe myrtle. I'm not talking about an oak tree. I've got a crepe myrtle, a Muskogee crepe myrtle, that is 30 feet tall. It's huge. I mean, it's it's got a, a real it's got a big uh, trunk on it, and those those roots really go out. And, uh, and pretty close to the top of the ground too, yeah. I suspect. Right, so that that really that really wreaks havoc on that. I've, I I really need to make that area a, a little more ground, add a little more ground mm-hmm. cover. So I don't know, I don't know what the what the best one. I've tried different things, um, periwinkle, so forth. I'm starting to see how that does, but try to juga. I don't think it's sunny enough for a juga, but. I don't know, a juga's, a juga's good. I don't know how reliable a juga is. It's pretty reliable in the right kind of right kind of location. Yeah. Uh, I, I've started to take a liking pretty, to I'll tell you that. Uh, Asiatic jasmine. There's a variety called Summer and Snow that the new growth comes out pink, then turns white, then the leaf is variegated green with a little white in it. Uh, we'll kind of have the same imprint as Periwinkle or Vinker Minor will. Uh, but I like because it's got some different color to now it. What is that again? A, uh, summer and snow Asiatic jasmine. So it's going to grow like periwinkle. Looks similar to yeah. that. But the okay. new leaves come out pink, then turn white, and then the, 
the leaves as they mature are white and green with All some right. variegation to them. We'll talk more about that and other things coming up. Whatever Rufus wants to talk about in the next hour here. Oh, that's that's dangerous. <laughs> I hear, you hear all that clicking going on the radio? Oh, the WPTF Weekend oh. Gardener. We'll be back.